This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hello? Is that Frank? Yes. Hiya, Frank. This is Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, yeah. Glad to meet you. Well, glad to meet you, too, even if it's over the phone. I understand you're a brother of mine. Yes, sir. Local 107, since 1947. Yeah. Luck be late. I wish that movie was just a little bit longer, The Irishman, on Netflix. It's about seven hours long. Can I give you an underrated Italian? Yeah. He's no longer with us, I don't believe. It's then the ex-platform for... question of the day, incidentally. It's National Pizza Day. Who's your favorite Italian? Dennis Farina. I'm sorry I cut you off. Dennis Farina. Just more on number one. Put more on number two on the phone. Stab you in the pencil. Because she got a great ass. Al Pacino. Of course, somebody nominated him. Anyway, thanks for taking the time to listen. Also want to remind folks, for over two decades, you have helped us make a fantastic difference in the lives of those affected by blood cancers. And we're going to do it again. The Strikeout Leukemia and Lymphoma Radiothon, the 23rd, going to be happening February the 16th. That's a Friday at Beaver Toyota Incoming. For information on how to make your donation and for incentive items available the day of, go to 680thefan.com right now. The uh, commissioner, it looks like he had a message and maybe he got caught in another fib. We'll get to that as we go back to the NFL around 1220 or so but you had the chance to talk to a lot of braves Mm -hmm. coaches players at braves fest including bryce elder who as we all know Mm -hmm. started off so strong and then let's just say uh, wasn't quite the same pitcher to close out the season no uh he's got a couple of new teammates Uh, he's hoping to be a guy that sticks around so i asked him about what it's like to be a teammate of guys in the bullpen and then uh i don't know what i I have no idea what else well well, find out Uh, you demino with everybody else your conversation with bryce elder bryce elder uh great to see you how was the offseason it was good what is the offseason uh a lot of uh, working out, a lot of throwing, and a lot of hunting. Yeah, how's the hunting going? Really good. Yeah. Really what is good. really good? Like, if, if you would have just said good, you said really good. What's really good? Um, I was fortunate enough to kill a mule deer out in West Texas this year, uh, my first mule deer, uh, and then doing a lot of hog and coyote hunting back home, and it's been, it's there hadn't been too many nights where we've been shut out, maybe like one or two nights. How many guys days. do you go with, like, what's normally... Me and two of my buddies. One of my buddies' name's Eric Gage, and the other one's Parker Slate. <laughs> and um, we have a... we In a small town, we have our run that we go on, and we probably have, you know, a few thousand acres between nice. all three of us. We each have permission at places, and we drive around scanning with thermals. And the best part about it is we can start at dark, have a quick night or a long night, whatever, and I can still be in bed by about 11.30, get up, go work out the next morning. So what's is that the time you're not the guy who does this for a living? Is that the most away that you get yeah, from that, being a baseball player? That's my thing. How much do you need it? Got to have it. Got to have it. Just the... I mean, half the time we're just, we spend more time probably driving around than hunting, you know, and that's what I like about it. You get to hang out with buddies and just... You ain't worried about anything yeah. except going out and maybe maybe seeing some hogs or something. But other than that, it's pretty stress-free. How important is it to have buddies who tell the truth? It's everything. Yeah. They are. and they, they don't know much about baseball, Okay, but I've known them forever. 
are some of our best friends, and so they'll shoot you straight. And, and I think if they, if they wouldn't shoot me straight, I don't know how close I would be to them. You know? Yeah, you might not be doing it again next offseason. Exactly. All exactly. Season. So when did you know, I don't know if I asked you, when did you know that you might be a little uh, uh, arm special? Let's just arm special. Um, Probably my sophomore year of high school, um, I knew that I had a chance to, like, be good. To what extent, i got to be honest, I, everything that's kind of come in my career, I don't want to say I stumbled on it, but, like, it's just been like, okay, I was good in high school. I thought I could go play college baseball. Right. I was committed to JUCO. Like, oh, dang, well, I, I can go to Texas. And then it was like I got to Texas, and I had no idea about professional baseball and I wasn't very good my freshman year my sophomore year I got better and I was like oh I think I could do that you know but my sophomore year of high school I quit baseball in sixth grade and um and when I came back to it I broke my arm my freshman year and my sophomore year I came in and was pitching it was like I never quit pitching it was just like command the baseball it's been the baseball and I was like okay like I think this is something do you know though when it comes out of your hands special like I say arm special, but it's the whole thing, body special. Do you know when it's coming out of your hand well even now that you just go, Oh, it's yeah. It's popping today. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. What's yeah. that feeling like? Um well those are for sure the easy days. You know, because you don't have to, you know, stuff's biting, stuff sinking, late action. Um so th- I mean those are usually the fun ones because it's easy, you know. And unfortunately there's only probably about <laughs> seven or eight of those in a season. Do you think that's the number? Uh, maybe less, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. To so where the, it's just like, like, oh my gosh, it's coming out good. These guys don't have a chance. Yeah. You still got to have that mindset, but like, you know, half the time, you know, you're you're just convincing yourself out there. Yeah. Look, I know that I I've said I look at body language a lot, yeah. and I think some guys collapse a little bit when they don't have it. But in your role, you got to stand there like you're 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 King Kong. Yeah. yeah. Every time, whether it's working or not. Yeah. That's the job, is it not? Yeah. You can't let a guy in on that. No, no, not at all. So you think it's less than seven or eight times a year where it's... I think the when your stuff is crisp as could be, yeah. I bet you could count on close to one hand that's okay. like that. There, I mean, there, you can still have good days, but yeah. I'm talking about the you're in the bullpen, you have a good bullpen, you come out the first inning, first three innings, and you're just like, all right, I'm commanding every pitch, clicking on all cylinders, yeah, it's... I'd probably say five or six times. What's it like to, again, you say as a freshman and in college, I'm not the best guy. How how much does that actually, I think it helps a guy when you're not the one touched by God and everything you do every day of your life is working because you're just a better athlete, player, or whatever. Uh, I think when guys realize, well, hold on, no, 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 that guy, he's, he's, he's in a locker next to me. He's better yeah. than me. How much did that work for you? Um, I think it made every difference in the world. Um, kind of, as you can see, watching me, I'm not just, I mean, I'm gifted, don't get me wrong, but it's not like I throw a hundred and I don't, like, I'm pretty, I'm a very normal guy. Like, you see me, I'm normal. You watch me throw, I'm normal. Like, I just learned how to make it move. Yeah. Um, but my freshman year, I think, you know, it's cliche, but like, when you're not playing, you go from being the, the best guy yeah. to being. Yeah, the guy who doesn't have... Maybe not the worst guy, but, like, you go from the top of the totem pole back down to the bottom, you got to work your way back up. And that goes every single level of your career, I guess, till you get the big leagues, Mm -hmm. you know, which you... You're a pretty all-star. You're never going to worry about going back down. You know, yeah. you're at the top of the game. But, like, you just learn so much because you learn, you know, like, this sucks. Like, I'm not playing. Like, you're wondering why you're not playing. And you can kind of see, like, all right, that guy's better. Were you honest with yourself? 
100%. about guys being better? Oh, yeah, 100%. How much did that help you? I mean, I... Because some guys aren't honest about yeah, and stuff I, like that. I think you know, what's weird is some guys that aren't honest, though, it's beneficial for them because okay. they're, they're, that confidence just, like, mm-hmm. that's what makes them so good. Whereas, like, sometimes I might be too honest with myself because, like, if I sucked, I sucked. I'm not going to, like, but... Do you, do you ever have to pull yourself out of the mindset? Uh, uh, like, can you let it go now a little bit easier? Yeah, well... Bad night? Yeah, and I think I've always, growing up playing golf, I yeah. kind of have to be like that. I'll be honest shot, with That's shot to shot. Yeah, but I'm also going to be like, you know, you have a bad outing. Well, if you have three in a row, yeah, you probably need to okay. quit saying, oh, we're going to flush that one. <laughs> like, you, probably, you probably need to figure out what's going on. But, you know, if you have four or five good ones in a row, and then you have just an outlier that was just terrible to get to the third inning, you know, you could probably flush that one and move on to the next one. Because next thing you know, it'll be steamrolling if you don't. Yeah, but. and and it's and it's look, this game is, and you might not get a night. You know, you might have a night off, might have two nights off, and all of a sudden, it, if it's pent up the wrong way, it might not be beneficial yeah. for you either. Yeah. What was it like when your stuff started moving for a high school catcher? Like I, I would imagine you must have, you must have, you must have crushed a couple of guys. So I didn't start throwing sinker until I was in college. Okay. I threw a four seam, and I threw the same slider I throw now. Um, and a changeup that was different, but essentially the same. But I didn't start throwing a sinker until I was a um, freshman in college. So, like, what was it like when it starts moving? All of a sudden, you think, "Oh, I might have that tomorrow night. I might have that the next day." Yeah, the first time I learned it, my pitching coach Phil Haig at University of Texas showed me. He said, "Hold it like this." He said, "What does it feel like?" I said, "I feel like it's going to cut." He uh-huh. said, "Just throw it like a fastball. I threw it like a fastball, and it took off." And so I threw that one for until I was in high with. Uh, Tex, okay. as a triple A manager this yep. year. And he, in, in high, I was getting good results, but it was like they weren't swinging and missing on it anymore. Or they were like barreling a little more. Like it was almost just like it, it was still getting it on the ground, but they were getting closer to it, you know? Uh-huh. So I asked him, and he was a sinker guy too, and he rotated the grip and was like, throw this to me as hard as you can. And I threw it, and it went, and he caught it over like this right here. And he was like, throw that every time. And I still do to this day. Yeah. So. <laughs> So what's it when when you saw that come out of your hand and then you could repeat it? Is that a that's a game changer? That, I mean, it's a life. I hate to say it, it's a life changer. Yeah, changed yeah. my career. Yeah. yeah, because the sinker that I was throwing wasn't gonna have the success. It wasn't gonna that, do do it no, here. No. Yeah. Because right. I'm a big late break guy. Okay. I don't care how much it breaks. I want it to break late. Right. And the other one broke more. Like you could see it. But it was a path. But this one, you can't even hardly see, but right. they hit it in the ground every time when it's right. Okay. So what, do, what do you think of what Alex did? Uh, you got some new friends out in the bullpen. I thought he did a pretty good job. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it seems like it's, let's go get some hosses. Yeah. Yeah. I know that Lopez got Lee. Yeah. I remember watching him last year. We saw him twice. What was he, when he with the White Sox? Yeah. And then he was with the Angels. We got dub- twice. double dipped on him. Yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, Sale. Um I'm just even not even on the field, what he's going to bring just in the clubhouse. Just, you know, you've been around so long. You've been on so many. 15 years. We sat down with him earlier. 15 years. And he's been the best pitcher in baseball. He's had the surgery. As I told him, he's done everything in between. If you can't learn something from a guy like that, you ain't you ain't paying attention. Between him and Charlie Morton, if if the young guys don't learn something or all of us, you know, we're not paying attention. So that's on us. All right. Last thing. What's it like to. Sort of because the the bullpen in baseball is the most tight knit group you're going to find. But what's it like to have new guys coming in? Like how's that work now? You're not an elder statesman, but you're kind of an elder statesman around here. 
how natural is it when guys just well, let me know? I think first off, you figure out if you know real quick if people are going to want to win, and I think that's one thing Alex does very well. Yeah, is gets people that want to win, and so if that's the common goal, everything else falls into place. You know, the rest of this stuff handles itself, and everybody I've met. You know, the four or five guys we got seem to be really good guys, and I really look forward to... um, Do you watch guys pitch? Are you a guy who watches? Do you watch... Like during the season? Yeah. Do you watch guys throw? Do you watch guys bullpens every once in a while? You do. Yeah, I like it. I like to... I just like to... Part of it is because, like, when I throw my bullpens, it's not... Like I said, I'm a normal guy. Yeah. It's nothing crazy. But yeah. those guys, when they thought it's a little different. So you think that there are guys that you see them and you go, oh, geez. Oh, uh, yeah. That. Oh, like I watched AJ Smith Sharper's bullpen yesterday, yeah. and I'm like, well, I, I don't even know what that is. This guy's That's funny. 94, 97. Were you a hitter? Were you a- Absolutely not. Never. You play golf, but you never were a guy who said, watch this. So yeah. you don't miss hitting. No, like it's- no. I hit. I had like eight at-bats in AAA. Yeah. How'd that go? It was uh, it was uh, it was very it was uh, interesting. You know, I figured out you stand behind the catcher. I'm like, ah, oh, I think I could hit that. Right. I get in sideways. I don't have a chance. The best thing ever happened was me not having to hit in the big leagues. So I was embarrassed, and I would have embarrassed my house, myself every time. And your family? Like, were you family. you would have embarrassed your family? I, you know what was worse? Bunting was worse. Hitting, you know, like I fouled some. I put a couple in play. Right. Out of my eight abs, I think I struck out. You know five times or something, but I did put like three balls okay. in play. Felt put put a couple good swings on yeah. it. But the button. If you had a bunt against you, how what kind of chance would you have? Oh, uh, probably pretty high. Why, you think you'd stay in? Like like when you say bunting's embarrassing, there are guys who they come I in th- on I you. I think I could bunt off me. You think you could bunt off you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why though? Because the ball's moving down, like I'm. All you gotta do is stick to. So you just believe it's. I get it in the right plane, and I'm. I'll I'll be okay. You gotta have. Yeah, you have a chance, and it's eighty nine or ninety, right? Ninety seven. So. Yeah, you're not getting buzzed. Yeah, but I also in in that world, you're not getting buzzed. No, no, and especially if somebody's bunting, I'm more worried about. Hopefully they'll get it down and we make a play. What do you think? Nobody really bunts anymore, though. Like, do you feel like an athlete anymore on the mound? Like you do. Or do you not um, care? You don't want to. You don't want to feel, do you? I don't know. I always said my goal in baseball is to be the first overweight guy to win a Gold Glove. <laughs> oh, I got to process this. First overweight guy to win a Gold Glove. Yeah. Like, how will you know? Like, you want enough action where you can. Somebody's going to yeah. go look at that guy. Now, yeah. That guy's, he doesn't look it, but he's but amazing. That, but that's what's weird is <laughs> I throw sinkers and I don't like. I don't get very many balls no. right back at me. No, you don't. And I kind of wish I did. Yeah, you wish you did. All right. Yeah. You don't want to hit, but you'd like to feel it a little bit more. Exactly. We figured it all yeah. out. Yeah. All right. Listen, yeah. really appreciate it. Thanks. We will see you down in a few weeks. And by the way, congratulations. I know you do a lot of work with a lot of a lot of people. I know that you're, yeah. Congratulations on all that stuff, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, man. There he is, Bryce Elder and Chris Domino from Braves Fest. If you missed those interviews with the players and the coaches and Alex Anthopoulos, go to 680thefan.com slash Braves Fest. Tap the app or search 680thefan on Amazon Fire, Apple TV, or Roku. Two quick things. Thank you for cleaning it up. We found out there were truly two words in there that didn't need to go out on the air. You're welcome. If you want to know what one of the definitions of country is, that man, when I asked him, he goes hunting, he gave both first and last name of two guys that nobody knows, but it's country that you don't say, oh, my buddies or my buddies Jim and Jake. You give their full names, and Bryce Elder did. You need to know their Christian names. The Pro Football Hall of Fame's new class has a common theme. That and all things NFL are next here on Domino and Cellini. It's the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination? 
is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloasets.com. And then call us for a free in-home consultation. It's a good story. It's funny. You're a funny guy. <laughs> you mean the way I talk? Funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to f***ing amuse you. Do you know how you tell a story? What? How the f*** am I funny? What the f*** is so funny about me? When I laughed last week, this kid asked me to baptize him. On the line, twelve twenty-one. Domino Cellini, the fan, six eighty and ninety-three seven FM. It's National Pizza Day. Who's your favorite Italian? Uh, that is the X platform question of the day. Be it Joe Pesci or anybody else, if they join us on the phone, they join us on the Hobson and Hobson News What's Maker your favorite line. Favorite pizza. Four zero four two three three. Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do the button. Neither did I. It was more generic than that. I got nothing to do with it. Anyway, Hobson and Hobson, are you brave enough.com? That's where the fine divorce attorneys at Hobson and Hobson reside. We'll get into the NFL and the Super Bowl and a fire alarm getting pulled in the Hall of Fame momentarily. Show of honesty? Yeah. All of a sudden, Adam Gillespie. Now, maybe it's Friday. Maybe he's say cranky. It. Maybe he got home too late the other night. And say it's what you want to say. His crankiness is catching up to him. Or maybe you wear people down. Maybe you're the uh. problem. You ever think about that? Here's what I believe. Sending sound to the guy who's supposed to do sound. Marked, time-wise. Here it is, and here it is. You don't have to listen to the whole yeah. thing. Here it is, and here it is. What do you I've think always that? said I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I think you do. And it's I don't a- mind cutting it up audio either. That is the definition of my job. Uh, but yeah. when you send me audio that doesn't translate to the medium we are okay. on, I question it. Okay. That's his job as well. Right. We are the show of honesty. If something uh. doesn't sound right, he's going to tell you because that's his job. Right. It doesn't sound right. But if you, you take it personally. It, well, because if you don't understand why it's being done in the context of this show, I try to say, no, this is why we are going to use it. I'll listen. There are times that I look at the sheet and I go, we're not going to use that. We're not going to use that. Not the time, not the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah, I'll do that. But all of a sudden, he's like the uh, he's the keeper of the gate. He became the keeper of the gate all of a sudden. What do you think, Adam? Well, as a producer, I think sometimes you, you have to... Make I would an executive love, decision that's would, not necessarily a popular decision. I will love that conversation back and forth because, as what did we say earlier to start the show? You're never too old to learn. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, I want the show to be better, not worse, tighter. This show is as tight as it can be. The question is, sheet, knowledge? And him, and him telling or me. Or wisdom. And this guy just pushes random buttons. Just I don't even know what he's yeah, doing. Now, now you're projecting. The best example. You called sure. my sheet stupid. You called him random. And and you essentially just said Adam's grumpy. 
He's not trying to help the well, show. That one may be true. Yeah, that one is the, true. The, and I have to go to Arkansas later today, so that's not helping my case. And <laughs> Thank you. Then, better. then you know what? Nor I should it. I apologize because your pile is bigger than mine. You're absolutely right at that point. I will apologize. So you're apologizing kind of like Chris Russo apologized to Dan Orlovsky. Which, by the way. If it struck a nerve, I'm sorry. Show of honesty. Yeah. That was one of the things I sent him, and I put, and don't complain. Just get the cut. It's a good cut. Just, just Well, again, oh, thank you for backing me up on that. <laughs> oh, now I feel, whoo, thank God. I feel like, I f- I feel like I've been heard. And I'm starting to feel like I'm in a no-win situation. <laughs> Look, the best example of these cuts that you play is there was one you gave us. It was play it a, first. Play it. Just, well, just, we don't have it. Why don't you have it? Was it? A re, this was from weeks ago. Oh. It was the reaction of guys watching a TV in a locker room, and your point from the clip was, look at the TV they were watching. Right. And we're on radio. Mm-hmm. It's nine guys huddled around a TV that you could honestly, I mean, it's, it's like the 1980s cult. Hey, what's this? What's this? You know what this is? Let's play pop quiz. You know what this is? I mean, it sounds like a, a crowd reacting yeah. to something. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it and is. I, I don't, I don't know anything beyond that. What are they what reacting to? Is this the Kobe thing? It's not. Oh, what is it? See, you don't even know. What is this? This is ambient baseball crowd noise. Okay. And that's well, the just, example. I never sent it. So I got to be honest with you. That's just dumb. To just play that with no context is dumb. Now watch. I just gave it away. I want you to hear something. Find the Kobe thing. Everybody's so smart over there. What I was going to do is say pop quiz, and mm-hmm. this is what they don't seem to understand. Pop quiz, what is this? You're not supposed to know because it be anything. That's why I'm asking. And then I tell you it's the unveiling of the Kobe statue, which would have led me into Vanessa Bryant. All of a sudden, she must have gotten on social media, and people were like, that's not much of a statue. I don't even like the way that thing looks. And she told people to go kick rocks. Because that's what Kobe wanted. Right. Not you to kick rocks, but that's the statue yeah. that he wanted. What, what did you want him to not wear? Eight? You didn't want his arm up in the air? That's him walking off after 81 points. That's what he wanted. She's reading on social media, obviously. Well, that's the stupidest thing ever. Doesn't look like. Why is he not wearing 24? Too soon. There's going to be three statues. They just unveiled a statue. I think it looks great. Like, not good. I've seen bad statues. It's his final game, right, when he scored 81. So Off the court. It's him saying goodbye. Right. All of a sudden. That, no problem with that. This woman, who's still got to read, lost her husband and, and daughter, like on a day that you go, whoa, this is really kind of nice. I feel good today. All of a sudden, on social media, people are talking about how the statue doesn't. But, you know, people attack on social media. That's why Chris Berman says I'm not on social media. Speaking of Chris Berman, yeah, go ahead. the headline on ESPN.com, Swami says Chris Berman's picks for the winner of Super Bowl 58. Are you going to leave me in suspense? Did he already yeah, give them? Swami says it's kind of like a takeoff on the, you ever play the game, Simon says. Yeah, yeah, no, I watched him do it on purpose in St. Louis. I wanted to hit him with a bat. Super Bowl 58. If it's anything like when these two teams met in Super Bowl 34, we're all in for a treat. As you may remember, I can read the whole thing as Chris Berman if you want me. Well, you know what? That's like, uh, that's 24 years ago. So when I get blamed, accused of old man references, oh, wait, are you going to remind me of how great that Super Bowl was, Chris? My thinking is Kansas City 23, San Francisco 20. Who cares? 
the Swami cares. Now, was he doing Radio Row? Is he is he sort of still trying to? I know, I I'm not really sure he's going to do Radio Row. I think they got him. You know, they oh, break okay. the glass every now and All then right. with Chris Berman okay. on ESPN. My and guess is. In this I, case, that's what they did. I think he probably wants to do Radio Row. Mm-hmm. He might be one of those guys that shows up and says, hey, man, uh, hey, not that I really have the time to speak with you, but do you have the time to speak with me? <laughs> this NFL owner has time to speak to the media. He has a message for Gotham City. That story in five minutes. <laughs> Punching it in from the goal line. This is the drive into the red zone. All right, let's talk about the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement class. Going to honor a lot of defense as well as a punt returner, kickoff returner, and Devin Hester that some call the best who ever played. Obviously, the committee felt the same way because he's in the Hall of Fame. Julius Peppers is in. Dwight Freeney, who played with the Falcons that Super Bowl year in 2016, he is in. And a guy you were campaigning for yesterday, Patrick Willis. Yeah. He is in among the names that have been enshrined so we will have, be. We have two pieces because hey, I want you to listen up. Everybody gather around the radio because you know what this is? This is called a punt return for a touchdown. And they're really becoming like sort of rainbows, leprechauns, and, and, and pots of gold because they don't happen very often. Damon, beautiful punt. As Hester retreats to the 38, and he's past everybody. Except the punter, and he breezes past him, and it's Devin Hester's night to high step. Now, I'm a little surprised he got in as quickly as he did. Um, because I wasn't sure if this was going to be regarded, even if you're the best at something, because best punters have a hard time getting best field goal kickers. You know, Adam Vinatieri's up next year. Eli Manning's up next year. Yes to both of those guys? Uh, I'm going to say yes, yeah. First year for Eli Manning and Adam Vinatieri. If I had my vote, yes. Okay. I don't have a vote, but if I did, okay. I would say yes. So we would say if Adam Vinatieri doesn't get in on his first time, then there is a bias. Yes. Because you can't, you can't tell me, well, the planes are stacked up a little bit too deep because that guy was as clutch as anybody who's ever done it. Now, you might hate kicking. You might be Ross Tucker who says, I don't even know why it's in the game. But if you're the best ever with Super Bowl rings on your finger, you go in. Well, think about the first Super Bowl that they won with Belichick, the two money kicks that he hit through the driving snow. First of all, he hits one through the driving snow to force overtime. Then he hits another one to win the game in that tuck rule game against the Raiders through that blizzard. And then they upset the Rams in that Super Bowl with the kick as time expires. I don't want to be more, I don't want to be insulting. But Mad Venet, uh, I, I, is this fair, Venatieri before Hester? Uh, I yes. think so. Yeah, yeah. when you talk about the big kicks that he hit, right. yeah, when championship have, kicks when is you what have we're talking returns about. In the middle of the second quarter of a game, you could have lost. Venatieri gets in before, and, and you goes, think Eli goes first time? Um, I think so okay. because of the history behind those two victories, especially the undefeated Patriot team that he beat. This is a guy who should have been in beforehand, and and even this morning, I go, oh, his career was too too short. He didn't hang around for eight more years and get his ass kicked all over God's green earth on football fields. Patrick Willis, here he is getting the news. Football Hall of Fame Class of 2024. It's nice. It's a nice moment. I'm a little cynical about stuff, but I do like a nice moment. That's the guy you wanted in. Andre Johnson is also in. Randy Gratishar, first-time Denver linebacker. What a great player. First guy, too, from that, like the only guy from that Orange Crush defense. Uh, So he last played in 1983. Great, great middle linebacker. And Mongo McMichael. Makes it in. Um, world champion with the Bears battling ALS right now. Also, as the biography said on him, one time a member of the Four Horsemen. 
And this is the second time we've brought up the Four Horsemen today. That's true. God, I hope we bring it up a third time. Let's see. You just mind your P's and Q's over there, and I may grace you with another Four Horsemen reference. Right. What else are you doing in this NFL segment? Because i got a couple of things. Um, Lamar Jackson, 49 of 51st place votes at the awards ceremony last night. He is the MVP for the second time in his career. Joe Flacco is the comeback uh, player of the is, year. This is going to be one more thing. Yeah, Let's he, leave this alone. Well, gonna, uh, this is going to be one more yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, people, it's a different audience a little bit later on. He came back from his couch, and the guy in Buffalo came back from being dead. So. Well, I, I've got, I'm going to add to that. No, it's not. I'm not. What an accomplishment. We, when I saw the list of who was a finalist, we did that part of it. Last night gave me a little bit more material. A couple of people left DeMar Hamlin off of their ballot, right? We'll get to it. All right. Because said too much. There are a couple of people who need to be scolded, including Joe Flacco. The uh, 49ers yesterday morning got an early 6 a.m. wake-up call. Somebody pulled the fire alarm. Uh, the long snapper, Tabor Pepper, said it was going off for like 18 minutes. Uh-oh. And a couple of people on the team, Nick Bosa and this guy, Christian McCaffrey, were very, very agitated, even when they talked about it later. It's not the first time that's happened to us this year. It's not random. I don't care what anyone says, but it is what it is. You know, I think when you're on the road, you have to expect adversity, and that's part of it. It's it's a fire alarm. It's it's nothing, you know. You got to wake up a few minutes earlier and just kind of piss us off a little bit, which is fine. <laughs> but, yeah, it is what it is. Shouldn't they know who did this? Aren't there cameras? Like, this is still Vegas. I know it's the outskirts of Vegas, but there were hotel cameras. They're not staying in a motel. Maybe it was the Swami. Well, who did he pick in the game? I did pick Kansas City. The Raiders. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you got to read this article. I, it's I like, won't. It's like I, I'm piling on, I know. But the stuff that he writes about, it's who doesn't know what he's writing about? Exactly. Before the season started, Kansas City was the top choice to win the Super Bowl at 6-1. to San Francisco was tied for the third choice at 9-1. to Wow. Breaking news. Does right. he mention the Buffalo Bills circling I, the wagons at I, any point? I don't, I don't see it in here anymore. Breaking news. Does he... Does he talk about uh, putting on a Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey? No. He's catching a pass. Is Tom Jackson no. brought up at any point? I don't see TJ. <laughs> Kansas City's defense under maestro Steve Spagnolo, one of the great defensive coaches of our time. Yeah. He did bring up Buffalo. Has allowed only Buffalo there you to go. score more than 20 points in the past eight games. You know who I'd rather hear from? I'd rather hear Melissa Etheridge. Who's from, no, no, she's, look, she's on the TV right now. Because she's been on, like, the football network, like, 12 times. She's a big Chiefs fan. Yeah, yeah absolutely. she's got a guitar with her. Yeah, eye she bra- could talk about Spags running the Rolodex defense. A lot to choose from and no real pattern. Do you think he, do you think he knows? You just know something's coming. Do you think he knows the name Trent McDuffie? I think he does, yeah. You don't Not think he does? Not a chance. <laughs> I'll bet you that Melissa Etheridge does. I'll guarantee you, Chris. I'll guarantee you Chris Berman doesn't know who that is. He, he drops baby nuggets. So Maybe the loss to the Raiders, Chiefs. Terrace was their blessing in disguise. Also interesting that it came on Christmas. What? It's too easy. I'm, I'm just reading I from know. the article. I know he's such low hanging fruit. <laughs> I told. I got off him. I spent not. I didn't. I didn't say his name for three plus years. Now you're pulling me back in. He doesn't know who Trent McDuffie The 49ers more than passed the eyeball test on offense. You think they're in the Super Bowl? He's stealing. Did he, did he get paid? 
Is this a written thing or yes. is this transcript? No, no, it's it's a written piece on ESPN.com so by he Chris wrote, Berman. He got paid for this. Yeah. Since that game, they've gone 5-0, including three impressive playoff efforts. Yeah, 26 to 7 in the Arctic Arrowhead against Miami. 27 to 24 at Buffalo, allowing only seven points in the second half. And 17 to 10 at Baltimore game, in which they never trade. You asked if he got paid. I imagine that's part of his eight million estimated eight million dollar salary at ESPN. <laughs> no, no, no. He still gets. Eight, he can't still. And get then this quarterback Brock Purdy. Yeah, I don't think he still gets eight million dollars. Detractors are missing the point. He wins. Because I'll make a case. Yeah, no, they're in the Super Bowl. I'm Thanks. Gonna, I'm going to make a case. Oh, they were impressive wins in the, in the playoffs. As opposed to the... He's also know. impressive with his legs. Just ask the Lions. I, I'm going to say something right now. So then I'm going to get out. I'm going to pull the shoot. You just did something that I don't think you should have done because you're going to set me off here. He still doesn't make Not $8 me, million. Derek Thomas. It was as This was a 2022 article right. where it was estimated he, he was making $8 still, million a year. Still, okay. So. Then... Then Pat McAfee should get paid $94 million a year if he's getting $8 million. Hey, Derek, you're driving me crazy. I'm serious. And maybe he's still on emeritus status. Maybe he's still on scholarship with money. NIL deals the all over the place. yards don't matter. Complimentary football does. McAfee should demand $94 million a year. So when push comes to shove, wouldn't you want the ball in Mahomes' hands come crunch time, especially as an underdog? That's my thinking. Again, Kansas City. 23, TJ. San Francisco, 20. I would have been more impressed if he wrote that as a real last line. What's his picture look like? Does he have a byline picture? Uh, he doesn't have a byline picture. They just have a picture of him sitting at an anchor desk. Older or younger, Chris? Um, older. Okay. All right. I told you I watched... Uh, now, he has. The headline states correctly... Pick the winner and margin of victory in each of the last two Super Bowls. So, this Schwab is at point. Oh, then he should get $8 million a year. Mm-hmm. How stupid of me. So, I watched, uh, I told you, the bad Super Bowl. You know, the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I watched the last six minutes of it. Six minutes of clock time. It took me more than six minutes to do it because there were timeouts and injuries and all that. Stuff. So, Kevin no, no, Stefanski. Hold, hold, on, hold on. So, I'm going to tell th- you what I happened. thought you were just going to gloss over it. No, I'm going to tell you what happened. Forget. I'm going to tell you what happened. Yeah. Giselle Bunchen was showed twice mm-hmm. in the last four minutes of this football game. So if you think this is a new phenomenon, it's not. It's not. Like, that's the point. If you're saying, well, NFL, Cowtown, they've never done it. Giselle Bunchen was shown twice in the last four minutes of a Super Bowl. So, and by the way, they did two things. Right after that Edelman play, which I tell you was the greatest play nobody talks about, had one of us, one of our guys made that play. I didn't realize it's like the this. Julio Jones catch. It's the catch nobody's going to remember. Right. Exactly. Julio at about four and change. This guy at about two and change. Right after that play, you know what they pulled up? The Tyree, uh, David Tyree play. They showed the David Tyree play right after that. I don't even remember them showing it because I was probably fuming in my little hog pen that I was with with the media people. The other thing that they did is they threw up a graphic when it was still 28-20 that I didn't know. Maybe, I don't know why, maybe I didn't see it because we were in our pen. They threw up a graphic that said championships. New England, Boston, 37, Atlanta, 1. They threw that graphic up when the, when the Falcons were still up 8. I'm going to give you the last one. You can't read this from this far away? I can't see down. anything there, no. <clears throat> Can you read that, Derek? Okay, if not, I'm going to do this. This is the Atlanta Falcons official account at Atlanta Falcons. I didn't know this. 
When this game was 28 to 9, I never knew this. The Atlanta Falcons official Twitter account, Atlanta Falcons with a check. 15 minutes away, rise oh, up. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I've got a bunch of other things that didn't age well. That didn't age well. Well, all the more reason why you very much need to retire rise up. And I'm sorry if somebody over right. there is going to give you flack because I said it. This, this tweet alone, it should have been never, ever falling out of anybody's mouth or anybody's fingers. From the time when he gave Pace High School and the school in general the day off when he said, Rise up! Nothing good has happened with this organization. It needs to be retired. You need to, in fact, you need to have some sort of a ceremony where you take a rise up flag bury and bury it. Yeah, bury it. Yeah. Bury it, destroy it, then bury it. And then destroy it a little bit more on top of whatever destroyed it is. Seriously. Uh, here's another one, just because I was hunting after this. A guy who wrote for the Arizona Cardinals, their beat writer. Arizona Cardinals avoid a problem with Andy Reid going to the Chiefs. As in, if Arizona was talking about going to the Chiefs, uh, I mean, uh, if, if Andy Reid was talking about going to Arizona, that would have been terrible. So the guy who works for Arizona said, thank God, we just dodged a bullet. Whoops. Listen, none of us, I say it all the time, are batting a thousand. Is it Steve Stefanski? Or is it Kevin Stefanski? Because last night he was called Steve Stefanski at the NFL award ceremony when the Browns coach got the coach of the year. Something I don't think he should have won. D'Amico Ryan should have won it, but that's neither here nor there. Was it the actor from Smallville that was up there that got the name wrong, I believe? You know, you have various people present the awards. Was the actor from Smallville? I can't remember his name. Tom Welling? I don't think it was Tom Welling. Handsome Tom Welling? Or was it one Trey Hill? Yeah, whatever it was, he botched the name. Superman is not real. Depends who you ask, I guess. Excuse me? Excuse me, Kirby? Also, uh, Mike Zimmer, 18 years after being the coordinator in Dallas, is back as Dallas's defensive coordinator. And DJ Moore says, I'm definitely on the record as wanting Justin Fields to stay with the Bears. He says, I think my team should take that number one pick, trade down, and get more players. He says Fields is a great leader and that he doesn't get exhausted voicing his support for the quarterback. Let's see if that carries any weight with the Bears organization. Probably won't, but let's see if it does. Well, did they tell him to say that? So maybe they can go, you see, we don't want to trade him. You're going to have to give us a little bit more. He's obviously good. Look what our guys say about him. I don't know. Woody Johnson slammed Zach Wilson and also put the heat on Robert Sala and the GM, Joe Douglas, the Jets owner. He says, we have all this talent and we have to deploy talent properly. So I think they got all the message, and the message is this is the time to go. We've got to produce this year. We need a better backup quarterback, well, they, they and, we need, and we need to be better at talent things. They, they listed the needs. What are they? They asked him for the offseason. He said backup quarterback. We didn't have one last year. So there's the shot at Zach Wilson, who then was benched and then wasn't sure he wanted to come back and play. So I, I, I think it's safe to assume Robert Sal is one of those coaches on the hot seat this year. Yeah. Yes. And it could happen again, a two and three start. We think in Philadelphia, Dallas, and New York, the Jets version, maybe even with Dayball. Two and three starts could be the end, and there could be guys looking for work sooner instead of later. And this is Super Bowl 58. George Toma was the groundskeeper for all of the 57 previous Super Bowls. All that good work went away, it seems, in one year. Well, last year in Arizona, he said, you blame me for this. I laid everything out for him. This is the quote. So what happens in Super Bowl 57 is the worst game field I've ever seen. I picked up the surface. There was mud. Mud all under the surface. They want to blame me. Great googly moogly. Don't blame me. Well, I do know he's not doing the Super Bowl. No. I do know that. So somebody is blaming him. 
57 years yeah, of good work. He put everything work. together. It was a game plan. It was all there for him. And this is what he's going to be remembered as. The guy who got fired after all those Super Bowls. The guy who got fired. He's got to live with. Mm-hmm. Groundskeeping people are very, very... Oh. They're like engineers in radio. They are a very different breed. Very passionate about what they do. Their equipment, how things are laid out. Mm-hmm. You getting near their stuff. You walking on their surface. Don't do it. Don't come near it. They also have something in common with you. I did my job. Yep. I don't know how that happened. Certainly wasn't me. I'm going to sleep tonight. I put the plan together, and they let us all down. And Roger Goodell defended the use of synthetic turf, saying that some players actually prefer it to grass. Now, the NFLPA did a survey that found 92% prefer to play on grass, yeah, 6% have no preference, and 2%, mainly kickers, some prefer the synthetic turf. Some. Oh, 2%. He felt good. This is like one of those moments where you just hope nobody questions the data. Some. 2% was enough for him to say some. Yeah, the NFLPA did dig a little bit deeper. And, yeah, some is a very, very loosely translated word, according to uh, how the commissioner used it. This fan favorite says goodbye to the Braves, or does he? That story is next here on your home of the Braves. It's Domino and Cellini. It's the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash john. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Questo è un vecchio amico mio, Colonnello Hans Landa della SS. Buongiorno, signorini. Gli amici della vedetta ammirata da tutti noi, questa gemma propria della nostra cultura, saranno naturalmente accolti sotto la mia protezione per la durata del loro soggiorno. Grazie. Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Appreciate you taking the time to listen on National Pizza Day. It's the X-Platform question of the day. Who is your favorite Italian? Tough to go against Dean Martin. At least where I come from. Hey, don't forget the uh, Coach Damon Stoudemire show driven by Hyundai is live from the New Realm Brewery on the Beltline this Monday at 6 Wiley Ballard, Justin Hanover are going to be following that with a good word. I'll be at home. All there. Well, if you choose to be home, Joe, you can or choose to be live at the New Realm Brewery for those programs. We'll get into Arthur Blank with the media today, you know, kind of sort of a little past the top of the hour. In the meantime, Jesse Chavez, Braves favorite, has found the new home. He's agreed to a minor league deal with the White Sox. Now, he has said this will be his last season. How long before he comes back to the Braves? So I said that was the tease. 
Atlanta says goodbye to a fan favorite, kind of, sort of, because they've done this how many times now, and well, he just keeps coming back. Yeah, maybe they hold on to him and be traded. Maybe they release him in June, and he's back sooner instead of later. Maybe they release him in June, he gets a month and a half off, and then he comes back to the Atlanta Braves. It, I'm telling you this. I wouldn't take any less than 3-1 to one on him being a member of the Atlanta Braves at some point this year. I like odds. This one seems like, oh, yeah, it just seems like at some point somebody will do something here, he'll do something there, and then he'll come back to here. Because the only place he seems to pitch well is here. He's a different guy no matter where else he goes, and that's why he always ends up coming back to the Braves because they've got, I don't know, the magic potion, the secret elixir to make Jesse Chavez become an outstanding reliever. I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away, but it's because he's very comfortable going over to Spring Cinema during the day to watch daytime movies, which we saw. And we did see this that. guy has done nothing but deliver. Yeah, now, he but looked here, at us and we looked at him. We recognized him. Yeah. He didn't have the goggles on, but he's got the best of both worlds. Because mm-hmm. aside from guys like us, nobody's going to know that's Jesse Chavez. He can go anywhere he wants in this town. He's going, he doesn't have the goggles on. He's going to see the book club. That is actually what he went to see. He went to see the book club. I think that was the name of the movie. And he walked in there in the middle of the day, and he was going to go to the ballpark after that. It was like uh, Richard Petty said a few years ago, if I, if I don't want to be recognized, I take off my hat and glasses. Usually you put on the hat and glasses if you don't want to be recognized. Nobody knows that's Richard Petty when he doesn't have the hat and glasses Probably on. Probably similar to John Wayne. Now, it wasn't glasses. It was just hats. You think John Wayne didn't have his cowboy attire on? He's just pushing a, a, a grocery cart someplace? Uh, perhaps. I mean, he was a big fella. Yeah, about 6'4". People don't realize that. He was a college football player. Yeah, yeah. He played no, at he Southern was, Cal. He was legit. Like, he was legit. Gerald Ford played at Michigan. Down the hall. Again, you, are you honestly, you looked at me like, oh, let me tell you something. Yeah, I was telling you something you didn't know. I didn't mean to insult you. I apologize. You want me to play that game? You know, Gerald Ford was on the Warren Commission. He was. Yeah, he was. That is very true. Thank you. I can play that game all day and, long. And Brock Purdy has been told he looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. And, and I still don't think he knew who Lee Harvey Oswald was when he was asked that question. I just might add something. Do you know the story of Brock Purdy and a young woman who's now going to go to the Super Bowl because of him? Do tell. I'll, I'll give you the details coming up. All right. We're going to drive around the uh, sports world in just a few minutes. Right now, though, let's give away some tickets. Drug jeans, beer, girl, creep boots, drug, tan legs, train, dog, beer, Dixie girl. Got no. beer in my I, I got a ring. This, this is AI. Oh, Luke Bryan. The real Luke Bryan will be coming to Truist Park on August 17th. Co-written by Tong Tong, George's own, and country music icon with Bailey Zimmerman. More guests to be announced. Tickets went on sale at 10 a.m. today at Ticketmaster.com. We've been giving away a pair of tickets all week long, including right now to caller number 7. I'm going to say something. I would not have known he, this isn't a song of his. Yeah. He could have released this tomorrow. He would have said, well, here he goes again. I got a beer in my beer. I got a Chevy in my truck. Yeah. Oh, look at us. We're so witty. We're writing witty country songs. Today. Yeah. Somebody just decided to throw out every, um, I don't know, country parody song yeah. and put it all together. Yeah. Everything that you could cram into one country song. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Luke Bryan might actually want to cut this for real tomorrow. It's Luke Bryan. This would sell. Yeah. This would sell. Now, Willie Nelson couldn't do this, but, but Luke Bryan could. Yeah. More ringing endorsements for Raheem Morris. We'll get to that. Domino will take you around the sports world as well. And Arthur Blank kind of sort of meeting with the media. All of that lies ahead in an explosive segment next on Domino and Cellini, the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. 
This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. 